I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi there. Thank you for inviting me into your eardrums. I'm Sarah Wendell, and this is episode number 472 of Smart Podcast Trashy Bucks. Amanda and I are back with your questions. We are going to talk about recommendations and snacks and some behind-the-scenes info about running the website as a business. Alan is looking for some recs to ease the weight before the next Tessadera novel, and Sue wants some fantasy recs that avoid the problem of too much plot, not enough kissing. Thank you to Sue and Ellen for today's questions. We will come back to the recommendations for candy and books in the next episode, Ellen. I realized after we stopped recording that I had missed that one. Thank you for your questions, and stay tuned for future episodes where we answer more of your questions from the Patreon community. And speaking of the Patreon community... Thank you. If you have supported the show with a monthly pledge, you're keeping the show going, you make sure that every episode has a transcript, and I have a compliment this week. To Saul A., you are the human personification of finding a brand new extra big box of untouched crayons with a sharpener on the side of the box. You make people think of creativity, possibility, and massive amounts of fun. Thank you for being part of the Patreon. If you'd like to join, have a look at patreon.com slash smartpitches. This episode is brought to you in part by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I like knowing what's in my vitamins, and I like knowing what is not in my vitamins. And Ritual doesn't contain sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. I also like knowing the supply chain of each ingredient, which is not something I had thought much about, but I like knowing, and how some of the ingredients were developed so they could be vegan friendly. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime, and if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. 
Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah to start your ritual today. This episode was made possible by Wilbur, my feline sound engineer, and by Pretty Litter. Everything I do for Wilbur is rooted in love, even when he is testing my patience. I always want what's best for him. For example, love is using one of the two hands that I need for work to pet the cat on demand. Love is attending to his desire for snacky treats and rubbing his back whenever he asks, even if he's hitting me. Love is also keeping tabs on his health because nothing is more important than his health and well-being, and that is why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is the best cat litter for your cat. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are notoriously stoic when they're uncomfortable, and I have had the experience of not knowing something was wrong until it was very expensive and scary. Knowing how Wilbur's doing at a glance is very reassuring. Litter box cleanup is easier with Pretty Litter too. Its ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly and last up to a month. Plus, Pretty Litter is safer for your cat and the whole household. Many conventional litters can aggravate allergies and asthma, but Pretty Litter's super light crystal base minimizes mess and dust. And Pretty Litter arrives safely at my door in a small lightweight bag. Shipping is free and I never have to worry about storing a bulky container or carrying that 40 pound bag up the steps. Love is putting your cat's health first with Pretty Litter. Do what I did. Make the switch today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code TRASHY for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code TRASHY for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code TRASHY. This episode is brought to you in part by Gainful. There is nothing more personal than your health. So when it comes to finding the right nutrition supplements to meet your fitness goals, you need a personalized approach. Thankfully, now there's Gainful, a personalized nutrition system that's formulated for your body and your goals. Gainful gives you peace of mind that your protein, hydration, and pre-workout supplements contain the finest ingredients specifically for you. I love when there's a quiz, and this quiz is wonderful. I started by taking the five-minute Gainful quiz which considers my dietary needs, my fitness and health goals, and my unique physiology to personalize my formula. Then I received a follow-up email from a registered dietitian who is checking in that what I had received was working for me. Gainful delivers my supplements with no shipping charge every month. I can cancel anytime or adapt my plan as needed. But this is my favorite part. The supplement is flavorless and I receive different flavor boosts so I can customize how I want my supplement to taste. Chocolate and peanut butter, matcha green tea it's up to me i have options and i'm not stuck with a giant tub of one flavor that i'm going to get tired of it's a total win start your personalized fitness journey today with gainful get 20 dollars off your personalized supplements by going to gainful.com sarah that's gainful.com sarah for 20 dollars off gainful personalized nutrition made for your tastes since you're listening to this show I think it's safe to say you love listening to podcasts, right? Well, you will find a ton of binge-worthy podcasts, including this one on Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to. But Amazon Music isn't just for listening to podcasts. They have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. And no matter what you're listening to, you can go hands-free with Alexa. If you're like me and want your music on demand and ad-free, try Amazon Music Unlimited. That gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs as well as podcasts, music videos, and more. 
With Amazon Music Unlimited, you can listen to any song anywhere offline with unlimited skips. I love turning on some of their stations and collections when I'm working or cooking. My favorite this week is Breezy Summer Classics. It has Beach Boys, Otis Redding, Bill Withers, Katrina and the Waves, and The Drifters. I love The Drifters. It's one of my favorite summer sounds. If you've never tried Amazon Music Unlimited, now is a great time. For a limited time, new customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days, no credit card required. Just go to amazon.com slash trashybooks. That's amazon.com slash trashybooks to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days. Amazon.com slash trashybooks. Renews automatically, cancel anytime, terms apply. You know any podcast with me and Amanda is going to have an absolute metric butt ton, yes, that is a genuine measurement, of book recommendations. And if you're thinking, but I'm I'm driving, or I'm cleaning, or I'm wandering my house, drinking deliciousness, and consuming glamorous snacks, and I can't write down book titles, do not worry, they're in the show notes, and they're on the website at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And now I'm really stuck on the idea of what is the most glamorous snack. I might have to tackle that. But that'll be a future episode. In this one, we should get started. On with the podcast. So before we get started with all of our questions here, Mm -hmm. we need some rec leagues. And I wanted to ask you, one, make a pitch Mm -hmm. for the rec leagues, what we need. But Mm -hmm. also, let's talk about what makes a good rec league request. Okay. So, hello, everyone. I'm I'm the one who decides usually what gets made into a rec league and what doesn't, and then I put it all together. First off, if you'd like to submit a rec league, you can email Sarah or I. It's our first names, so Sarah or Amanda, at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. You can also submit it through, like, the contact form we have on the site. I think there's, like, a special drop-down. There is. Um, and we can we can link it in the show notes, like a direct thing to where you can go. Yes, we can. Um, first off, if it's very broad, that's not like rec leagues are supposed to be kind of niche a little bit. And let me see what some of our recent ones have been, but not super, Um, super niche. Like it's not like we're trying to find one particular book, but we are trying to find a very specific flavor of romance. Yeah. Just like friends to lovers with in a small town. That's kind of too broad because there are just so many books we can give. If the option is too broad. Just think about all of the books that could fit into it and how long the comment stream will be because, you know, you just, everyone has like 10 books to mention. That's, if someone can immediately think of like five titles, that's too broad. So we had one recently from Shana, who's a reviewer on the site and is amazing, for non-inspirational closed door romances, which I think is a good request because normally when we think of closed door romances, we think of inspies or inspirational romance. Yep. Um, so that was a good one. I think a lot of the favorite ones that I've, I've set up or have been on the site have been like media sort of related ones, like the Slytherin and Hufflepuff pairing one, or like the Mad Mardigan and Sorsha one from Willow. There's one coming up that came up in our, um, in the fantasy romance panel I did this weekend. And we were talking about tropes and one of the authors Lana Harper, who is writing Payback's a Witch, which comes out in October. Um, in terms of tropes, she's like, I don't know what you call it, but I like that Scully and Mulder vibe of like oh. these kind of reluctant partners, but I don't know what you would call it. Um, so I think we're going to do a rec league for that soon. Um, 
But I think if you think about what sorts of tropes or pairings or settings even too, like we've had people who wanted specific historical settings or specific jobs. We had one that was like, I want people who have their like work life is like a graveyard shift or like, you know, night hours. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about what you like in media or like very specific things, um, that works really well. I will also caution everybody to Google beforehand. <laughs> um, like if you just Google smart bitches and the trope or smart bitches rec league, and then, you know, what you're looking for, you'll probably find it. Like, um, and we can post a link this. to all of our past rec leagues to yeah, take a look Yeah, we have like a page for it. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've been doing rec league for many years at this point and even talking to our reviewers about rec leagues we come up with stuff that we've already done yeah I would say like maybe five out of the six suggested we've done something similar to and it Um, works if it's been you know a couple of years because in that time a lot of books will have come out but the the problem is if it's too close together we're going to get recommendation lists of all the same books that we've already talked about yeah and we want to give people new stuff not you know the same thing three different ways. Right. I entitled one horny widow HEAs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> y- yeah. I feel, I can't remember if we've done this one or it's one that I've wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I, it's a non-Christmas holiday romances. I think we've done that or at least discussed I it, but like it's still have. every year there are so many romances published to holidays, especially Christmas. And they're going to start showing up next month yeah i think we could probably do that one every year and get new books i know we've done a thanksgiving romance one yes that's Um, definitely the case but i don't know if we've done like specifically like other holidays outside of like end of the year christmas yeah but yeah so if you have yeah and if you're worried about if it's too broad don't worry if it is, we'll usually reply with like, hey, we've done that one already and you might want to check out these posts. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you links if what you've said is too broad. Yeah. But we'd love to hear some niche ones. I think we, so far right now, the ones that we've come up with and we might have one lurking in the, in the email somewhere. Um, but right now, the ones that we've come up with for the future... Is is grumpy, grumpy pairings. Yes. Grumpy and grumpy, especially if they stay grumpy. Yeah. Oh, I would love like a Grinchy. Wait, two Grinches getting together is what I would love to see. Grinch plus Grinch equals H-E-A. I mean, that's kind of my marriage, by the way. (laughs) We have uh, reluctant partners, a la Scully and Mulder. Shayna had a quest for... Uh, queer like fantasy PNR, but specifically older characters. And then the one that uh, I think Sarah came up with was a non-obvious romance partner. Yes, non-obvious protagonist. Not necessarily a love triangle where the character has to choose between two, but where you know who one protagonist is, but you're not entirely sure who the other romance protagonist is until at least a good ways into the book. I can think of a couple for that, but they're much, much older. Romances with an assortment of potential protagonists that aren't obvious or a love interest hiding in plain sight. Yeah. So those are the ones we have coming up that we've come up with. So that's three. Yeah. But we would love, we would love some more. So, so if any of you 
can think of any, or there's just something that you're really looking to find for your own, like, you know, we, sometimes we do rec leagues because we personally want them. So yes. Don't, <laughs> yes, don't we do. Don't worry if it's like a selfish request, just, just for you. It's but not. Yeah. That'd be yeah, great. Send, but send them our way. Yes, please. We'll have links in the show notes, or you can just email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, or Amanda at smartbitchestrashybooks.com and put rec league in the subject line and we will get it. We get a lot of email. Can I tell you, I am so excited that you ordered the multi-pass vaccine card holder. <laughs> like I saw that in the thread. It was, it was a big Twitter thread of ridiculous vaccine stuff. Although I do like the doormats that say, if you're not vaccinated, go away. Like I'm a fan yeah. of those. Uh, the multi-pass vaccination card holder, it was like made for you. Yes. It is, enti- it is entirely a mandate. We're in, I know it feels like, a weird dystopian thing yes. to like buy cute little holders for your vaccination pass but like that's that's where we are and i am really happy to support other people's artistic cleverness okay we have questions will you start with the one from from ellen and then i will tackle sue's question which is a bit of a longer one okay. hi ellen Hello, I'm desperately waiting for the fourth book in Tessa Dare's Girl Meets Duke series that seems to be delayed until 2024. Ouch. Multiple interrobangs. Follow this. I get it. Yeah. Uh, 2024. Hard to think about. Um, Do you have any book suggestions to tide me over until it comes out? Any candy pairings would also be greatly appreciated. So... We are the right people to ask this question, especially the candy part. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure if you're reading Tessa Day, you're reading Lisa Kleypas. Um, But if you're not reading Lisa Kleypas, read Lisa Kleypas. I have a soft spot for the Wallflower series. It's older, Um, but there's four books and it follows four friends. If you... I really liked the Harper St. George series. That's I was going right to say now. Harper St. George would yeah. work. I think it's Gilded Age Heiresses is the series. So the first one is The Heiress Gets a Duke, which I loved. And then Elise reviewed the second one. I think I have the book somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Um, and she really liked it too. So it's got two positive grades um, from two different reviewers. Um, and I really liked them. It's Victorian instead of Regency. And... A, probably a little slightly less fluffy than a Tessa Dare. Um, if you want kind of like that fluffy historical romance feeling, I'm trying to think. I think, um, what am I thinking of? Not Loretta Chase, not Lorraine Heath. Suzanne Enoch? Lenora Bell. Lenora Bell. Or or Vivian Lauret. Or Vivian Lauret. Those are like lighter... Um, ones I think Cheris Michaels is doing like a Disney fairy tale retellings with her new series so the first one is like a it's got Snow White vibes the covers are really cool um and the second one I think might be Sleeping Beauty and the third one is like a Peter Pan-ish retelling so if you want lighter historicals those are some author suggestions and all of them have pretty deep backlists yes that's absolutely so true. there's a lot to 
to poke around and if you to find a series you'd rather read or a trope you're looking for. Hi, Wilbur. Goodbye, Wilbur. He has decided that when I am recording is when he needs to eat. So you'll just in the background hear this little. He's little, settling on the yeah. On the he's now. Oh, oh no! Know. Wait, now he's back because you. I the touched his food. Like, <laughs> better drop some it. kibble from the sky here, lady. There you go, buddy. So I have. Two and a half suggestions of authors' backlists to tide you over, Ellen. One is Teresa Romaine. Teresa Romaine writes really lovely, thoughtful romances with a lot of layers and little tiny. And the thing that Romaine is really good at is that a little detail from the start of the book will become incredibly important later in a way that just gets me right in the chest. It's very layered and the story sort of folds back on itself. And the things that happen in the different scenes in the beginning are important to the scenes in the, in the, in the end. So, and the characters are always so interesting. So Teresa Romaine would be a really, really good place to start. Joanna Shoup might also work as well. Her stuff. Well, I will add the caveat. Yes. That was my, my next sentence. Go ahead. (laughs) uh some of a majority of what i've read by joanna shoop and i've liked for the most part have shitty men um patriarchy and like women bucking the patriarchy as a theme but like for example um the the series that has the rogue of fifth avenue Mm -hmm. um it's got a trio of sisters and Uptown Girls is a series. Trail Sisters and the dad is just fucking garbage and pretty much tries to control his daughter's lives. But I did love A Notorious Thou, which is one of my favorite historical romances. Yeah. But they can be a little darker. Yeah. 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 There, there's a little bit more angst there. And and the thing is, I've I've cried while reading a Tessa Dare, but it's a different kind. It's almost like the difference between reading something that makes your eyes sting and reading something that makes your stomach hurt. It, that's two mm. different forms of angst for me. So like horrible dad patriarchy shitball is going to make give me like a, a a knot in my stomach, whereas someone doing something sentimental or or deeply kind is going to make my eyes sting. It's a totally like different location. I did have like the happy overwhelm emotional cries at uh the end of when a scott ties the knot by tessa dare Mm -hmm. yep there's always there's always rereading yeah that's also a good point you can always do some rereading or prep or if you want i would recommend trying the audiobook of one of them i recommend listening to books you've already read because part of your brain will already be familiar with what's happening at least that's how it works for me. When I when I listen to something that I've already read, I hear it differently and I recognize different parts of the story and different things jump out at me. But I also listen to them. I'm sorry to all the narrators out there. I listen to them sped up because as you can hear right now, I am a pretty fast talker. It also makes my brain pay attention because it's going a little faster than normal. I listen to podcasts at like 1.6, which I don't even want to know what I sound like at 1.6 speed, but I listen to a lot of podcasts at 1.6. Also, yeah, uh, since Sarah mentioned audiobooks, one series that I haven't finished on audio, but I've started on audio and have gotten through four-ish books that I really love on audio is the Maiden Lane series by Elizabeth Hoyt. And that uh, is a big series. Yeah. That'll go. Well, 12 books. Yeah, that'll and keep Ashford, you occupied. <laughs> Ashford McNabb, who's the narrator, is just 
wonderful. And she does this voice for the hero in the third book, who's like an, a swarthy Irish river pirate. And hello, it is one of the best. His name is Charming Mickey. Um, one of the best narrations I've heard, especially for a woman narrator doing the voice of a, a male character. That's awesome. And sometimes that's hit or miss for me. Um, but it's it's good. That's a really that good wreck. That'll keep you. I mean, that's a long series. That'll keep you occupied for at least, you know, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> depending. Depending on how. Depending on who you are and how like, fast you yeah. read. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to tackle the Sue question? This is a lot of me <laughs> answering, but I'm curious about this. She, she, she direct messaged you? Oh, no. So she direct messaged me for the, for the recommendations. Oh, the recommendations. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me take the first part of the Sue question. Sure. Sue says, hi, Sue. I have such a nosy question. And I know you said to ask nosy questions, but anyway, whatever. I'm going to ask it because I'm curious. <laughs> you don't have to answer it in full detail if you don't want to, or you can't. But how does the business side of smart bitches function? Are all income streams treated the same? Podcast advertisers, website advertisers, affiliate links. Is there a busy season where you get most of your yearly revenue? How do you budget for new equipment or upgrades or new features? And can you tell it's budget season where I work right now? Yes, I can tell that it is budget season where you work right now. Okay, so here's the quick and dirty of the site. If you've ever been interested in the behind the scenes, I often imagine myself as a business owner out in a field with a scythe. And I'm like, well, I'll go this way now because I don't know that many people who do what I do. Uh, I I mean, I know there are professional bloggers, but there aren't a lot of independent blogs that still exist that aren't behind paywalls, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what is it? Are we at 14 years? 17. No, I am wrong. We will. We turned 16 because my older child was born the same year as the site. So whatever year he is turning is how old the site is. So the site is currently 16 and will be 17 in January. What? I thought we had the 15th anniversary. Well, we, I mean, we did, but it was two years ago. (laughs) It is 16. Holy shit. Yeah. The site Um, was founded in January of 2005. Which is like positively ancient in internet time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mesozoic era of the internet. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So here's the quick and dirty. The site is an LLC. I cannot believe that in two states, the name Smart Bitches Trashy Books LLC was not taken and it was available. I could have it. Awesome. So I'm now behind a registered LLC in two states by that name. I love calling the bank. It's my favorite thing. Because then they confirm, they're like, can you confirm the 
business name? And I tell them, and then there's this moment of silence. And they're like, okay, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I like, when I have to go to the doctor, they always double check. Like, are you still employed at this space? And you can, <laughs> there's a pause. Yep. There's a very, and I'm like, yep. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Am. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't, if you don't want to say it. Yeah. Yep, exactly it's okay. It's what's right. on the sheet. So all income streams for the site are treated the same but I am constantly monitoring to make sure that there isn't revenue dependency in one particular place because I can't control all of them. Like for example, you mentioned affiliate revenue. So we get Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple. Not Etsy, Apple anymore. Not Apple's so ridiculous. They're, they've I think shut it's down. just those three right now. And a little bit from uh, Etsy, a little bit of yeah. Etsy revenue, of affiliate revenue. But most of the affiliate revenue comes from Amazon. And I can't control the percentage we get. Like a couple of years ago, they dropped the percentage of eBooks from 8% to 4%. And that was like a massive loss to our to the revenue. So like I said, I try very hard to make sure I'm not dependent on one stream because everyone takes a turn in the Amazon toilet and sometimes it's my turn. So that's one element. Banner ads is another element. And it's really interesting how that has evolved because we started running ads on the site. I want to say around 2008 maybe. And that was because authors were like, Hey, would you run an ad for my book? And I was like, you want to pay me to put an ad on the site for real? Really? That's a thing. (laughs) It used to be a lot more big publishers. And as I was sitting and thinking about it, can you, can you possibly predict how many, how many advertisers we have outlasted? How many advertisers we had that no longer exist? Do you know the number? I do. Because I had to look. Five. And that is not just like this publisher merged with this publisher. And like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It used to be a lot of big publishers would book ads. Now it is much more small presses, indie authors, or authors who are booking their own promotion because there isn't a promotional yeah. budget from their publisher. Um, I have outlasted all romance ebooks, Omnilit, Sam Hain, Loose Id, Laura's yeah. Cave. Like we have outlasted several places that used to. Those are some names. Fiction wise. Yeah. We have outlasted a lot of former advertisers, which is not necessarily a good thing, but it is something I have to be aware of that, you know, businesses just stop sometimes and they're not booking stuff anymore. Um, Some of them used to book a whole year's worth of ads. And when they went out of business, I was like, well, fuck. So like I said, I'm not in control of many of these things. I got to keep, keep an eye on all of the different things. The thing about banner ads is that I run the server. So it's all me. Like I design a lot of the ads, I book them, I run them. So you deal with me. And if you, and if you are an ad, an author or a person who has things to advertise and you're thinking, I have a little bit of money, where should I put it? I'd be happy to develop a proposal for you based on availability and different platforms. Like you're dealing with me. I am more than happy to answer all the questions. And, and Sarah's good. I will say this for her. And like, you can tell her your budget and she will break down what is available to you. Yep. And I can work with literally any budget. I mean, I can't work with a $5 budget, but our most inexpensive option is $50 for a month. So we got options. Podcast advertisers are a different revenue source. So the other options or the other areas of revenue include the Patreon, which is where all these questions come from. And that is a major part of supporting the podcast, the transcript and the continuity of the show. Like I don't do have, I don't have seasons. I'm just here every week. Hello. And your eardrums. So the, the Patreon keeps that going, keeps that element of the site going. 
And there's also every now and again, we run sponsored content, but it's very rare and we're kind of picky about it. Um, I get a lot of email about sponsored content and a lot of it is utter garbage that has nothing to do with the community. So I, we were very picky about that. The thing about being aware of the revenue sources is that I know, like I said, I'm not in control of a lot of them. I don't know what Amazon's going to do with affiliate percentages. If they're just going to stop having affiliates because they've already eaten the world. I don't know. The thing that most small media sites like Smart Bitches have done is create a paywall or create a membership. A lot of news sites do it. A lot of small media sites do it. And anything that's topical and niche focused often has a private community or a paywall. I don't necessarily want to do that because I want people to just show up anytime or find us because they Googled a book or become part of the community because they are interested in hanging out with us because we have a really lovely community. And I think we've all had that feeling of like Googling something and finding an article that's like, oh, this sounds really great or really interesting. And then you go to it and you read two paragraphs and that little pop-up comes up about like paying for it. Yeah. Of course, like, you know, news and media, do your thing. If you need to keep the lights on by asking for subscriptions, go for it. But it's also like disheartening to the person who just like Googles the one thing and wants to read it. And that's it. I know people have suggested for news sites, like an easy pass for different news sites. It's like, I want to read this one article. I don't want to subscribe to the Tampa newspaper but I would be happy to pay for it. Like if I could just do it like a tip jar per article, there are some article that articles that I would read. um, And I don't want to read them reposted or sourced from another news outlet that I already subscribed to. I'd like to read the original reporting. I do value journalism. I just, I can't subscribe to every newspaper um, in this, in the whole country that has an article that I might be interested in. The other thing about putting up a paywall is that Part of what makes Smart Bitches so valuable is the community. And I don't want to prevent people from joining the community. You know what I mean? That that yeah. part is very important. We have a really nice comment section. You do not need a radioactive decontainment shower after you read the comments. Everyone's pretty chill and everyone's very respectful for the most part. And if they're not, they get told to stop. They, they, well, they, they Well, other people will tell them to stop before I even get there. And I'm like, no, we do not do that. Yeah. So if you're thinking, okay, well, how do we support the site so you don't go behind the paywall? Shopping through our links is a big help. Being part of the Patreon is is a big help. And just sharing the sites and turning off your ad blocker when you come to the site is a big way of helping. And in terms of shopping through the links, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but you don't even have to buy a book. No, buy whatever you you want. If you go through and you're like, maybe I'll buy this book and then decide not to, but then you're like, shit, I do need cat food though. That counts. Oh, it all counts. Sometimes I will look at our Amazon affiliate report or another affiliate report and I'll be like, wow, somebody bought snow tires and <laughs> we got a, we got a percentage. Today. Yeah. I hope you have great dreams and that you never skid. Like we, we, we wish you the best with your purchases when they, when there's a piece of them that comes to us, it is deeply helpful. Thank you. The other thing that Sue asked was, is there a busy season? How do you budget for equipment and upgrades? So we have some major annual events. Uh, there's the site anniversary on the 31st of January. We usually do a big giveaway. Uh, we do giveaways for Hanukkah every year. We do our end of the year, um, roundup of posts. We do our gift guides. Those are going to start soon. And that takes a lot of work because that's a lot of compiling and, and arranging, and there's more structural work that goes into creating things like that. So those are busy things, but I'm pretty used to the workflow and the rhythm of the site at this point. As for equipment, 
We don't need that much. Yeah, I, mean, I think like the biggest like purchases was the site upgrade in October of like 2015. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was massive. That was absolutely yeah. massive. And we have our own place now. We are on our own server. Smart bitch has got her own apartment. Good for her. <laughs> I'm sure it's better decorated than my house. <laughs> but that's the quick and dirty. And oh, and um, Amanda is a is a salaried employee. So I have a two employee business and I am the other one. And every time I do the payroll taxes and the social security taxes for Amanda. She gives me a little nudge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when you are old and smoking a joint and drinking some wine and getting your social security payments, think of me. <laughs> think of me. Think of me. And this paycheck. Raise a joint in my honor in your future. <laughs> Paying into your Medicaid and your Medicare paying into social security. And we, and we do pay the reviewers, the reviewers who write for us, including guest reviewers get paid as well. Let's finish with Sue's second question. Sure. Um, so Sue, Sue, from, from the previous question, <laughs> this is the continuation. This was the, yeah. this isn't about business. This is about books. books. So Sue says a different question that might be less nosy. Can you recommend standalone or standalone fantasy romance novels? I am two thirds of the way through Kirsten White's Guinevere series, and there is too much plot and not enough smooching. And I have I have to wait until December for the final book. I'm not meant to suffer like this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, um, okay, so two parts. Somewhat of what you asked for. Somewhat of you did it. So I hosted a fantasy romance panel for Bookstore Romance Day on the 21st. So it's it's Yay! done and gone. How did it but go? The, Was it good? Yeah, I think so. We had Chloe Neal, which is wild because I think Chloe is wrapping up like book 25 or 26 at this point. And Chloe Neal's written so many urban fantasy series. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had Leslie Penelope, who's wonderful and gave us some hints at what she's working on next. So there's one that's like a, a historical fantasy, like heist Yes, oh, that just like, sold. It sounds so good. Like a minimal, minimal romance, but I think it's called The Monsters We Defy, and it's coming on orbit. And then she's self-pubbing um, a book called Savage City. Um, it's not up on Goodreads yet because I wanted to add it, um, but it's like a futuristic paranormal romance. So that one <sighs> is being self-pubbed. It's not, there's not a lot of information out. But anyway, super interested. And then Lana Harper... Which was wild because Lana Harper is the uh, adult pen name of an author, Lana Popovic, who writes YA fantasy. And I know Lana Popovic because she's she graduated from Emerson, which I did, and was a lit agent in Boston for a while. And I went to some of her talks on lit agenting. And I also went to some of her book launches for her YA fantasy books. Um, so it's cool to see her doing something and the adult romance sphere. But anyway, very good panel. But Sue saw that I was doing that. And I believe Sue attended and messaged me. She's like, oh my God, I just sent a, in a question on Patreon about <laughs> fantasy romances. So I kind of gave her recommendations through Instagram DMs already. Um, but in terms of like standalones that you could read, uh, Elise Kova and Beck McMaster have some that are... Technically, like, part of a series, but you can read them out of order. Series-wise, that you'd benefit from 
breeding in order that probably have some good smooching in them. Of course, Sarah J. Masses books, um, lots of sexy stuff, especially as the books get later. Um, and Leslie Penelope, um, her stuff, each book is a, a different couple, yeah. but there is a continuing plot that probably would be best to read in order. Yeah. But there's four books in the series and the last one just came out. Um, I'm also trying to think, I mean, if you have a KU subscription, Kindle Unlimited, there is a lot of self-pubbed fantasy romance out there that's included. Um, so it's kind of low risk to give those a try if you already have KU. I wish there were, like, YA is killing it for, like, YA fantasy romances. But I'm also of the opinion that, like, man, I want more adult content in here. Um, another one I would suggest that is also part of the series, though, is Lexi Ryan's These Hollow Vows. Lexi Ryan, who used to write very hot, erotic, like, romantic suspense I believe this is their first YA fantasy, um, but there is sex in it, I believe. And it's got like fae and enemies to lovers and that sort of thing. So those are my sort of suggestions that I have for Sue and everybody else. And thank you for coming to the event, Sue. You're always a delight. What about uh, Shelley Lawrenston? On one hand, it's all part of an interconnected world and past characters will show up. But on the other hand, Unless it's a specific trilogy, a lot of her books mm-hmm. follow, yeah, yeah. a lot so of her G- books follow a, a, a shorter, larger backstory. So if it was, it's a trilogy, stuff's going to wrap yeah. up in the third book. Now, the problem is that Shelley Lawrenston does pack a lot of plot. And sometimes book three is too much plot, not enough smooching. That is a known issue. But for and example, like the G.A. Aiken, Aiken books, yeah. there's a lot of smooching and a lot of murdering. Um, and G.A. Aikens, that pen name skews more fantasy, whereas Shelley Lawrence and I think it's Shifter's paranormal. paranormal. Yeah. And also Thea Harrison. Thea Harrison some, like, is a good call. I listened to some of uh, her dragon dragon books on audio, and I thought they were pretty good. But those are also very sexy. Uh, Thea Harrison has that first one, which I think I talked about in the fantasy romance panel, where the heroine steals something from the dragon hero. And you know dragons have hordes. Yes. Uh, so she essentially steals from his horde and he is none too pleased about it. Yep. Um, but it's kind of set in this like fantasy New York yeah. sort of thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but like like many paranormal slash fantasy romances, I think it came out in the mid-2000s, maybe. It's like a series, but each book operates on its own. Yeah. And if there is a larger world issue that is being addressed in the background, it doesn't necessarily take over the whole story in one particular book where we got to wrap up all these big plot bunnies in the back. We got to wrap up all these plots. That's not how it works. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Amanda for hanging out with me. Thank you to Sue and Ellen for this week's questions. I have more from the Patreon community, more recommendations, more discussions of candy, more chattering about random, happy, silly things. I know that y'all really enjoy the episodes where Amanda and I hang out, so I hope you enjoyed this one. You can find Amanda and me on smartbitchestrashybooks.com. Amanda is on Twitter at underscore I'm an adult and on Instagram at the same place. 
Now, you know that I'm going to have links to everything we talked about, including recent rec leagues, where you can submit your own rec league request. I would love to hear from you and where you can get your very, very own multi-pass vaccination card holder, because these are very important things. And of course, we will link to all the books we talked about as well. Never fear. And if you would like to reach out with additional requests, or you would like to make another suggestion for the requests we are fielding this week, you can always email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a message at 1-201-371-3272. I love when you tell me terrible jokes. And speaking of, I have one right now. Isn't that amazing? This joke comes from Reddit because Reddit has great dad jokes. Ready? What sound does a witch's car make? What sound does a witch's car make? Broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs> broom, broom. <laughs> it is almost spooky season and I am here for it mostly because it is a bedrillion degrees and very humid today so the idea of crispy broom travel sounds fabulous on behalf of everyone here we wish you the very best of reading have a wonderful weekend we will see you back here next week Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.